The makers of epic pure sunflower oil, purine and pret cooking fat, yum yum peanut butter, maple margarine and niblet's cheese twists present the epic casebook. In which Inspector Carr investigates. Good evening. A fortnight ago, I told you of an investigation from my epic casebook of crime, during which we at Scotland Yard became almost bogged down in an overabundance of clues. This brought forth a letter from a keen and regular correspondent, Mr. Albert Woods, who complained that because of the surfeit of clues, he failed to spot the vital one, the one that eventually led me to the murderer. <laughs> Fair enough. Tonight, I'm going to tell you a story where there were only three suspects. One of them had to be the killer. And it was an investigation that might have proved abortive had it not been for one important factor. Well, I, I'd better not tell you too much about it now, except to say that I've called my story Too Close a Shave. What happened? Man identified as Ernest Longley, sir. Found with his head bashed in. Ah, found where? A cheap hotel in the East India Dock Road, sir. Dock, sir. Sailor? Yes, sir. We found papers on him. He'd just come off the flying albatross. Mm. Where's the body now? Still there, sir. Name of the hotel is Wellington, 164 East India Dock Road. Anybody looked at the corpse? Do they know when he was killed? No, sir. The information's just been flashed through. All right. I came up in the lift with the chief surgeon. I'll ask Dr. McPherson to come. Keep your eyes skin, driver. In the other spot. Yes, sir. 164, you say. We're reaching the hundreds now. You know, I haven't been down this part of the world in ages. Must be as polyglot a district as you'll find anywhere. Well, sergeant Thompson will be on the lookout for us. Hey. Good man, Thompson. He's in charge of the submariner. Oh, here we are. Pull up, driver. Morning, sir. Oh, morning. Morning. Seems as though you've got a nice, juicy murder on your hands, Sergeant. Seems like it, sir. I bet they keep you busy down here. Oh, they certainly do, sir. Salubrious-looking establishment. Uh, before we go in, uh, let's have your side of the story. Oh, certainly, sir. Now, I'd just come on duty. The manager of this so-called hotel rang me to say there'd been a murder committed. I noticed you say so-called. Well, you know what it is, sir, in a place like this. We pulled them in for every petty contribution. Yes, quite. Well, uh, I nipped over here with Constable Jones. Ah, what's all this? Up there, first floor, room 16. Give me quite a turn. Best room in the hotel, he had blood all over it. You say there was a murder committed? Yes. Bashed his head in with a poker. He's lying there beside it. Who bashed his head in? Well, how do I know? All right, show us where the body is. Who is he? Commercial traveller? No, 
Come off the flying albatross. She docked last night. Did he uh, have anybody with him? Well, I don't know what you mean. Come off it. You know what I mean. Did he have a girl with him? Now, look here. This is a respectable... Here's the room. He's had his head bashed in all that. Constable Jones, you'd better get through to the yard right away. We didn't touch anything, Inspector. We've got the print man working. I see. What time did this sailor book in? Oh, according to the manager, about seven o'clock. All right. Let's go in. Like they're losing me with job, this is. Having a murder on the premises. Your name's Mills, I believe. Yeah, that's right, Inspector. Haven't I seen you somewhere before? Me? <laughs> Not unless you've been to sea. Retired ship's mate, that's me. All right, Frank Mills. Hmm? Uh, How long have you been out? I thought you wouldn't recognize me. <laughs> oh, really? But I did get to sea, mind you. As soon as I came out in the moor, prisoner's aid got me a job as a ship's cook. And when did you stop being a ship's cook, Frank Mills? Two years ago, when I got this here job. Got a bit too old for the sea. I've been straight ever since. If I remember rightly, you were sent up for robbery with violence. I expect you're not going to bring that up against me, are you? Yeah, I'm no murderer. We'll see. Lead us to the body. The room was very much as I'd expected. An iron bedstead with blankets that looked as though they could do with a cleaning... An interesting point to observe was that the bed was made up. Obviously, it had not been slept in. The body of a middle-aged man lay face downwards on the floor. Fixed to the wall was a cheap wash basin, above it a glass ledge, and above that a mirror. Lying by the body was an iron poker. Oh, I won't take you long to discover the cause of death, Mac. It's staring at us. Hmm. Somebody certainly gave his cranium a wallop, didn't they? Ugh, it's stuffy in here. Do you mind if I open the windows? No, I'll do it, sir. Even in this heated atmosphere, yeah, the body's stone cold. He's been dead some hours, all right. Hey, look at this, Inspector. Huh? A lobby. Dried soap suds. Just a minute. Hey, look at this shaving brush. Caked with shaving soap. What does that suggest? Well, he was actually starting to shave, or was in the process of shaving, and then he was attacked. Come on, Mills. Who was with him last night? And don't waste any time with your nonsense about being a respectable hotel. No one, I swear When it. did you see him last? Midnight? One o'clock? I swear with me hand on me heart, I never saw him after he booked in at seven o'clock. How many people have you got staying here? No one. No one. The Wilhelmina was doing at four o'clock and the Dutch cargo shipping company put their crew in. I can prove it to you. I've got a letter booking the rooms. You see, we only do a passing trade. <laughs> passing trade. Quite a euphemism, isn't it? Eh? A what, Inspector? Never mind. Mills, you're an old nag. You know the score. A sailor's booked in at your hotel and he's had his head bashed in. There's no one on the premises except you. Do you realize... Of course I do. But I didn't do it, I swear it to we'll you. We'll see about that. Did anybody ask you for the use of any one of the rooms to entertain? Shall we say a friend? No. Two bloods come in. They asked me to book rooms. What time is that? Uh, about six. 
I told them I only had one vacant room because of the Wilhelmina dock in the day. What's that got to do with the booking of rooms last night? Well, the Wilhelmina was due in last night. Don't you hear on the wireless about gale warnings? Has not been blowing up here. I'm giving you a get-out, Mills. Let's pretend for the moment you didn't bash his head in. What happened? Did you come in this morning, find him dead, and go through his pockets? No, I swear. Oh, come off it. He's just signed off. He hasn't had a shave in days. He wouldn't arrive in the hotel without a penny in his pocket. Where's his luggage? Oh, I don't know. I swear I don't. I'll tell you. He came in, asked for a room, signed the register, told me he was all for flying albatross, and that was that. Didn't you ask him to pay in advance? A joint like of this? Of course I did. You did? And did he? Yes, he gave me twelve and six. All the coins he had. Did he take the money out of his pocket or the wallet? Yeah. Not out of a wallet. Oh, I know what you're getting at, Inspector. Of course, he'd been paid off. Son, Thompson, did you get this man's identity from Mills? Well, sir, he didn't have to, Inspector. I runs this place proper, I tell you. It's in the register. Ernest Longsley, American citizen, present address... Fly in Albatross. Did you know he was coming here? No, sir, I swear I didn't. All right, Sergeant. Take him downstairs into his cubby hole, get him to make a full statement. Very good, sir. Out you go. Now, look, Inspector. Out you go. There's a good chap. Well, you don't think he did it, do you? Why'd you say that, Mac? The way you uh, ushered him up to the room, he seems to be the one and only suspect. Mm hmm. True. Can you tell the approximate time of death? Approximate? No. For a sailor, he certainly didn't seem to like fresh air. But I'd say about ten or twelve hours ago. Let me see. That's uh, somewhere about nine o'clock last night. Hey, somewhere in that region. If Mills is telling the truth about the time of the man's arrival here, I'm sure he is. It's too easy to verify. He must have gone out again, then returned later. Ah. <sighs> Looks as though I'm in for a little foot slogging around the docks. You won't be needing the body, will you? No. Oh, but make sure that your boys don't touch the poker when they're removing the corpse. You know, it's strange seeing a fireplace and a poker in a place like this. <laughs> Not really. This was quite a salubrious district in the days of the sailing ships. I bet this was once the home of a merchant skipper or a retired slave trader. Oh, well, I'll be getting along. Are you coming? Not for the moment, Mac. I'll just stick around and see if I can find a little spot of illumination. With the departure of the police sergeant, I studied the room more closely. Apart from the bed, his clothing, toothbrush, and shaving equipment, there was little else to hold my attention other than the obvious murder weapon and its victim. I bent down, examined the face. It was strong, rugged with the typical creased eyes of a man who'd spent many, many hours scanning the horizon. There was a tinge of grey in the hair, the jersey, the heavy navy blue suiting, all told of his profession as a man who once sailed the seven seas. The case against Mills was formidable, at least so the crown solicitor would say. I began to look elsewhere for the culprit. You there! You're the skipper of this vessel? Sure, I'm the skipper. What do I look like, the greaser? If you call the cell, something. Hey, Ned, what's that? Oh. <laughs> Who's this? This, madam, if you're referring to me, is Inspector Carr, New Scotland Yard. I've come to talk about a murder.
As I set foot on the deck of the flying albatross, I took a quick look at the young lady who had wondered as to my presence. She was blonde, good-looking in a brash sort of way, and the mention of New Scotland Yard had taken all her perky self-assurance away from her. New Scotland Yard? Yes. I'm investigating the murder of a man who I believe was a member of this ship's crew. According to a document found on him, he was a Ernest Longley. Hey, wait a minute. What did you say? Ernest? Ernie, my first mate, murdered? He was murdered, all right. What's your name, Captain? Ashton. Edward Ashton. Say, look, Inspector, I was a little rude to you just now. I... No, that's all right. Anybody else aboard? No, sir. Well, we only dropped anchor yesterday, and I signed everybody off. Well, I thought my friend here... Yes, I got the message. Uh, did you know where Longley spent last night? No. No, I didn't. What is it, miss? By your expression, you did. What do you mean? What do you mean by that crack? Nothing, nothing, miss. Nothing other than the fact that you seem to be trying to sell it. I better tell you, Inspector, what happened on board last night. What did happen on board last night? Uh, my first mate was insubordinate. He had a... Well... Cora? Yeah. That's what I can see. When did you see him last, Captain Ashton? Soon after we were all paid off by Mr. Hartman. Hartman? Yeah, he came aboard and paid us all off. You see, Inspector, we've had a very tough voyage. We were at sea much longer than expected. Everything battened down for nearly a week. By the time we docked, the ship's office was closed. Mr. Hartman came and paid us all off. Well, what's that got to do with the quarrel? Well, he... He doesn't like to tell you, Inspector. So I will. Go ahead. I've been friendly with them both, see. For days I've been waiting for the albatross to come in. As soon as I heard she was in dock, I came over to say hello. Hmm? What happened? Don't you think you ought to tell him, Ned? Yeah. I don't mind telling you. I'll tell you if you tell me how Ernie got murdered. Where? Why? Do you know a place called the Wellington Hotel in the East India Dock Road? Never heard of it. What is it? Pub? No. Small, unlicensed hotel. Do you know it? Of course I know it. It's all a grim East India Dock Road. Not that I've ever been inside it. Well, he was found in one of the rooms with his head bashed in. Now, what's the story, Captain? Well, after we'd paid out the crew, I went to the first mate's cabin. Hey, Skip. You gone? Yeah. I'll be glad to get my feet. What are you doing with that suitcase? What do you think? You don't think I'm going to stay aboard tonight, do you? Let me see. Some shaving tackle, dough. You want to be careful with that dough, Ernie? You got six months' pay there. I will, I will. What are you doing tonight? You staying ashore? Oh, it depends. Mike got me a date. Except by now she's all tied up. She should have been in the sailor's arms. Uh, why don't you come in for a drink? Yeah, I might do that. All depends on the girlfriend. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Ernie! Ernie! Nancy, why you... Oh, gee, it's good to see you. <laughs> hey, don't you have a shame on this boat? Give us a kiss. <laughs> what is all this? Nancy, what gives? Last time I was in docks, you promised hey. me... Hey, <laughs> what about the three of us going to have a drink? Great to see you both. My pal. 
My first mate. So that's why you wanted your shaving tackle. Here! Mr. Ashton, sir, if you weren't the skipper of the flying albatross, I'd pick you up and I'd throw you... you now, now, Lou, I'm sorry, Matt. But you should have done what Ernie did. He sent a note to the pub with one of your crew. I was out you now. Well, you should have done. You know, I've got work to do. And then what happened? Nothing, I swear it. I didn't murder him. I was angry as all get out when you've been at sea and... Go on. Well, what do you mean? Go on. Captain Ashton, someone bashed in your first mate's skull. You had a quarrel with him. Are you sure that that's the last time you saw your first mate alive here aboard this ship? No. No, I'd better come clean. That's better. I didn't want to take a rap for her. I didn't come in. When Nancy here and Ernie walked off the flying albatross, well, yeah, I was kind of lost. I was banking on an evening out with Nancy, so... So what? Well, I knew where Ernie would go, the sailor's arms, where all the American sailors go. I walked in and saw them sitting there, and... Well, I didn't tell you this, Nancy. I, I pretended I didn't see her any when I came up to you. Are you saying that you walked into the sailor's arms, you saw Longley sitting with this young lady, you saw him get up, leave the pub, and you went over? Yeah, yeah I, I was a bit surprised. Look, Inspector, let me tell you this. No, if you don't mind, Miss. Uh, by the way, what is your name? Nancy Toppin. Well, if you don't mind, let Captain Ashton tell his story. Come on, please. I'd uh, better, Nancy. This is too serious. Well, Inspector, as soon as I saw Ernie walk out of the pub, I went over. Where's he gone? You want a drink? Oh, oh. He's gone to fix a room for himself. Either at the American Sailor's Mission or somewhere. He looks terrible. I've not a shave in days. Sorry, Ned. Really, I am. Do you know, he, he sent me a note and... Well, he's going to spruce himself up and then he's going to take me to Gino's. Oh, that tough giant. What about later, kid? You won't be with him all the time, will you? I can give you a better time than him. Sure you can. Well, look, I can't get out of it now. But I'll, I'll ditch him with some excuse. I'll meet you at Wylong's place. Okay? Well, I... I had a few drinks and I left and left Nancy again at Y Lungs. Now, just a minute. Let's get everything in sequence. What time was this when you had a drink at the Sailor's Arms? About half past six to half past seven. I went home and repaired the odd damage and I met Ned at the other place. Y Lungs. What time? About nine. What time did you stay there till? Well, I might as well tell you. I stayed there a few hours and... Well, I come back here with Ned. I see. Neither of you ever went to the Wellington Hotel. No, of course not. Well, I'll be sending the worthy Sergeant Jackson over. Please don't either of you leave until you made a statement. The Sailor's Arms, you say. 
Yes, Inspector. Are you the first mate that the flying albatross has been bumped up, eh? He has, and I want your help. You see, so far as we can gather, the last three persons to see him alive were the manager of the Wellington Hotel. Ah, Frank Mills, eh? Yes, that's him. But I also understand that there was the skipper and a girl, if one can describe her as such, named Nancy Topping. Uh, ooh, the toughest baby that ever took a sailor for a ride. Uh? I'd bar her from this puppy if I could, but what can I do? You know us, Inspector. This is a tough joint. We try to keep it so that a guy comes ashore needing a drink and doesn't get uh, rolled for his money. And do they? Well, when light finger dances around, they do. It's an old trick of hers. All right. I might as well tell you. I was just going to stop it, except this chap's uh, captain come over and I, I don't interfere. Stop what? Well, I served him with the drinks. Then I saw him hand over his wallet, you know. Give me your money to prove you're going to turn up later, huh? Of course, he'd had one over the eight when I saw her do it. Uh, I'd be back to the bar, cleaning the glass, and uh, I saw her in the mirror. Gone? Yeah, you may think what you like, Inspector, but there were some characters in the bar that would have cut me throat if I'd said anything, you see. Oh, no. Why do you say that? Because, my good friend, you robbed me of the motive for murder. here, Inspector. Yes? They were at Wire Lungs all right, sir. Nine o'clock. Did you get any luck with the other line of inquiry? No, sir. Everyone's been questioned. They never saw him. I see. I think I'd better have a word with Frank Mills again. When Longley booked in, did he have a parcel with him? Anything at all? No, Inspector. No. And are you sure that you never heard him? No, we went up to his room and that was it. What'd you do? Well, I know you won't believe this, but I went to the pictures all on me own. No time to get back? You're by the level. I went straight to bed. I swear it. I didn't see the poor chap till I went to bring him his tea in the morning. Look, I didn't kill him. Honest, I didn't. With his protestations of innocence still ringing in my ears, I went and had a word with Sergeant Thompson. Are you absolutely certain, Sergeant, that no one saw Longley later that evening? Has every bartender, shopper, and a dockside dive been questioned? Yes. Of course. I'm out of my Chinese mind. Sergeant, do you know this girl they call Light-Fingered Nancy? Nancy Topping, one of the smoothest operators on the docks. Is she in the local rogues gallery? Yes, we've got a picture of her, sir. Good. I'm sorry to do this to you, Sergeant, but I want the East London CID to take her picture. Yes? Operations here, Inspector. She's been recognized. She has? Yes, sir. She was found... Never mind. That girl knows too many sailors. We've got to work fast. She didn't kill to defend her virtue, but she killed him, all right. And we've got to find out why. <laughs> Hello, Miss Topping. I think you've met Sergeant Thompson. What do you want? What you took from Ernest Longley. You mean his wallet? He gave it to me. But him. he didn't give you the more valuable item, did he? All right, Sergeant, take him in, search the flat. No, 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 he did. He gave, it, he gave it to me in the pub. What was I want with diamonds? Nancy Topping, we're arresting you. Take it away, Charger. Give the usual warning. Go in. Hello, Mac. 
I hear that you've caught the person who wielded the poker. Yes. Seems that our American sailor was a little foolish. Whilst in his cups, he showed Miss Nancy a diamond that he was smuggling into the country. It's worth many thousands, intended for some fence in Hatton Garden. She had other ideas. She went round to the hotel that night. Had to be her. Luckily, we've got evidence to prove it. You see, when I first looked at the court... Well, listeners, as I promised at the beginning of this story, there were only three possible suspects. But what made light-fingered Nancy the only possible culprit? Now, if you remember, Mills said... He gave me twelve and six, all the coins he had. We know that Longley's wallet was taken from him. And I saw him hand over his wallet, you know. You give me your money just to prove you're going to turn up later. We also know... I shouldn't have done that. Tony's case in the water like that. Yet when we surveyed the scene of the crime, there was a shaving brush still caked with soap and traces of soap on the dead man's bearded chin. He couldn't have bought them himself when he went out again. We traced every possible shop. It was then that I realized that he must have asked Nancy to purchase some shaving cream on her way to the hotel. The moral of the story? Sailors, don't go on the spree with dockside ladies. They're inclined to give it too much of a bash. Good night. <laughs> The Epic Casebook was produced by Michael Silver for the makers of Epic Pure Sunflower Oil, Maple Margarine, Yum Yum Peanut Butter, and Niblet's Cheese Twists, with Hugh Ross as Inspector Carr. Listen again next Thursday to another exciting story from our Epic Casebook. Book.